All right, folks. I'm with Chris McNelly. I'm gonna say you're uh you're you're kind of outing Hollywood. You were involved in in the Hollywood scene a little bit. Uh, you know, as of myself, I've been around those circles with boxing and things like that. Uh, but you've had some experiences in the in the world of uh, the demonic. Let's just call it the demonic occult, the whole industry. Um, so, Chris, thank you for coming on Nino's Corner TV. Thank you so much, David. I really, really appreciate it. This is exciting. I know you're busy. A lot's happening in the world. So let's just do what you want to do, and we'll run with it. Well, yeah, let, let's just, uh, you know, I know Beth reached out to you. All I had on my paper was Hollywood Insider, you know, going to talk about some of your experiences, I guess. Um, give us a rundown of what you went through, what you saw, how you got involved in Hollywood. What, give us the, the sure. your background, first of all. So, I, I mean, I grew, grew up in the Southeast and uh, post high school, it was either, you know, going to the Navy, go play college basketball or figure it out. And I decided to figure it out. And uh, that included acting, theater. I'd done it all through high school and decided to do it professionally. And it wasn't until I was 22 when I really made the jump. And that's when I moved to Austin, Texas. And then I moved to New York City. And my first agent actually set me up with uh, IMTA for anyone that's familiar with the industry. They'll know what I'm talking about. And it is a massive cattle call that ultimately is just a moneymaker. And honestly, it's a it is a huge place for sex trafficking. Um, But beyond that, they look for people that aren't a part of the bloodlines that they can bring in to the fold. Because think about it. If you're a nobody with a dream and you've got your shot and you're naive, and you're unaware of how that world works, it is so easy to dangle the carrot in front of these people. And the next thing you know, you're in a bad situation, which is what we see with a lot of these people that have a meteoric rise, and then they disappear. Why? They weren't willing to go behind those closed doors to make that deal that would have sealed their fate. Um, So many people I know know that uh, just weren't willing to make the deal. You know, it's, it's really, and some of the people that do make the deal, they don't really understand what that deal entails. You know, they just go, ah, you know, they, they, people say they sell their soul. No, you do sell your soul. They own you, they handle you, they control you. And you, the bigger you get up the ladder, the bigger you get, the more you rise, the more money you accumulate, you have less and less rights. And, you know, I I don't blame a lot of these celebrities. You know, I, I believe now is the time to have a backbone, but a lot of these celebrities, they're too scared to come out. They're too scared to say anything. They're too, too scared to do anything. Yeah. Did you see that, that Kanye? Did, did you see that Kanye uh, Kanye West uh, tweet where the, his doctor or his personal trainer or handler, whatever, was telling him, you know, giving him two options? One is either let's have a conversation yeah. or I'll drug you to death. That's that's what goes it's on. It's real. It's so real. Uh, I know people in that business that um, there there is no getting out. It, it It's death. I mean, that's the thing. It's either like you're going to have to disappear, leave the country, change your name, lay low and never do anything again. Or, you know, hopefully with probably more along what we align with when it comes to where the world's going and what's happening, uh, there's some type of reprieve on the way in some form or fashion. So uh, it's a dark it's a dark industry, man. And it is. It when it's good, it's the, the attractive damn business in the world. I mean, think about it. You've got anything and everything at your disposal. You've got the lifestyle. You've got the the relationships. There's everything about it is attractive. And what happens behind those closed doors is 
I mean, think about it. This is why these people end up having certain types of addictions and long-term mental illness is because you can't unsee some of this shit. And it is, it's the kind of stuff that people really don't want to talk about because it's messy and it's dark. And and the world doesn't want to believe that in the words of Mel Gibson, uh, Hollywood is built in the blood of children. And it is a hundred percent. I mean, if people knew what was under the Getty museum, they'd vomit. Yeah. I I have friends that are, you know, high level, you know, celebrities and or A-list celebrities, and 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 they tell me, man, that a lot of them, a few of them, I've got to say, just uh, have have gone dark. They don't even want to discuss anything right now. It's too much for them. Uh, a few other ones are are really just uh, they can't come out. They're scared. Um, and th- there's a few, there's a couple speaking out. You know, Jim Caviezel, one of them, speaking out, doing his thing, but um, he's paying a price. And uh, it's uh, so. What have you experienced? What Give me some of your experiences, your background. Sure. Well, one of the first was after I did IMTA and I ended up getting like actor of the year runner up. Uh, The individual who won that, her name is Brianna Hildebrand. You would have known her from all sorts of things, uh, but her life changed very quickly uh, across the board. When you say they have handlers, when you say that these people have uh, almost like a predestined um, persona ready and waiting for them, it's real. Um, I remember I, I got signed. I'm not going to name names. Um, I got signed by, uh, not one of the top five, but one of the management companies and, and the individual who started it and owned it was reputable across the industry. I mean, your name is name and people are like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and I remember, uh, getting settled in Los Angeles. Uh, I'd probably been there six weeks. And finally I go meet at, uh, his office, which is in Burbank. And his office was cool because it was a house. Uh, kind of find out it had a pool. Convenient, it. <laughs> convenient, yeah. And so it, every bit of it in the first thirty minutes was pretty normal. And then we moved full side after beating his team and everything. Um, and that's where stuff started to take a turn. You know, you got the charcuterie boards and whatever you want to drink, and he's starting to throw some things out there. Like, well, here's the thing: we've got these two shows that are ready for you. You're young. You're funny. You've got a weird accent. Uh, you're attractive. Like you, you, you check all these boxes. Um, and then it was, but we want you to be gay. And I'm mm. sitting here thinking, oh, for a role. Okay. Well, I mean, I could, you know, play a tree. I don't care. Um, and then I started to realize, no, no, no. We need you to be gay in this world. And really? he started going, he started going down the line of, this I've met you. That's a, that's the thing I've not heard yet. So I've heard of I've heard of when people get up the ladder, it gets fucking really disturbing. But weird, just right there off the get go, huh? We want you to be gay. so it they was, wanted your, they wanted you to to come out as gay in your personal life and in the all all avenues. Gay. Was, yes, and he was like, "What you do behind closed doors, we don't care." He's like, "But we've got someone very similar to you and your ages." Uh, and they're ready to, to make a move. Um, uh, but we would want y'all to be seen in public. We would want y'all to be seen in, in you know, high profile areas. Wow. Um, and we've got two shows ready for you right now on ABC family. And I'm sitting here scratching my head, like, wait, what the fuck's going on all this time? I'm not kidding, David. And this man could have been my grandfather. Um, he's touching himself the entire time no by the way. time this 
this point of the conversation took place. And he started to insinuate certain things about, well, here's the thing, Chris, you grew up in the South, you grew up in this upbringing. Now, I grew up in an occult church, which was a totally different conversation. If you want to go into the Joel Olsteins, the Kenneth Copelands, the Jesse Duplantis, the Joyce Myers of the world, uh, who uh, who Billy Graham and his family really are, that's a whole different podcast. And I, and I don't just have dirt on these people. I've seen it. And so that's a totally different world. Um, but they're all, Dude, but let's do a show on that later. Please. But here's what I've learned. They're all connected, by the way. They're all connected. Every last one of these people are complicit and they are, they're aiding and embedding and they're using, uh, whether it's the doors of a church or it is their uh, Burbank office to manipulate and subdue people through, uh, honestly, sex. Uh, whether it's sex trafficking, sex working, um, when people find out what's really going on in some of these institutions around the world, I mean, it's going to be one of those sombering moments where I don't think people are going to come outside for a hot minute. Um, yeah. But that con- that conversation poolside um, was a real eye opener because I realized I wasn't um, I wasn't being asked to do something one time. I knew that the decision that I made next was going to dictate probably the rest of my life and how much of my soul was I going to have to give up. And for me growing up the way that I did, I was already privy to the world that I was stepping into. I just hadn't had any firsthand experience of it yet. And then that was my first taste. Um, I stayed with him for for almost a year after that, I did not take that job. I did not take that role, and it was pretty much like there's got to be another way. I was telling so you, you were, you were trying to use him as a uh, as like a, a a catapult to somebody else, or like a stepping stone to somebody else. I mean, I was I was walking on eggshells because again, when when you've got a seventy something year old man touching themselves full side, pretty much saying, "Hey, man, you ready to take your career to the next level?" It's going to cost you. I probably would have walked. I would have walked out. Yeah. It was one of those moments, and again, I was 24, mind you, at the time, and this was, you know, I, I come from nothing. I didn't have some uncle introduce me. I did all of this on my own, um, and so it really was this, it, the learning curve was quick, um, but I, I had already done a feature film. I'd already done a handful of uh, stand-up gigs. I was in the UCB, so I had relationships out there. I mean, there's people that I can name right now that you've watched them, you know them on TV, they're doing great um, in their careers. Uh, one of them I'm still friends with, and he's one of the good ones. He is one of those so, that has not. Let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Do, do, so is, could we say virtually everybody who's up there making a name for themselves right now, they've had to sell their soul to a degree, or they've had to make that kind of backroom deal or uh, do some kind of sexual act. Could we safely say that, what, 90% of them, 95% of them are that way, 100% of them? What do you think? I'd say no less than eight out of 10. I still think that some of these people make it through right place, right time, right management, right friend. And it just worked. Um, now granted, that's why you see some of these people leave the industry because they're not willing to, they, they might've gotten in. It's like Isaac Cappy. I mean, look at the guy, he made the right friends. He was doing the thing. And then the next thing you know, it was your career has got to go to the next level, which means you've got to give something up. And that's when he realized giving something up means I've got to go to these parties where six-year-old children are at. Why? And so I think there's a breaking point for a lot of these people, at least any of them that have a conscience left. Um, but I, I think most people 
from what I've been told, even at the highest levels, even some of the good ones, uh, they're not, they're not, they had to do things to get there. Um, I've, and, I've and heard that, rumors of, of celebrities. And I'm not going to name them. It's not what I'm going to do, but that I can't believe that I'm like, yes. you're kidding me. No way. Like I've heard shit. Yep. That's just so disturbing. Um, but I have no way to prove it, but I know the sources that I hear it from are credible. So I've always wondered like, wow, man, that's a really, really demonic darting. I thought boxing was bad. Boxing, at least, I got to say in what I do. I go in there and I either I win or I lose, you know? But right, the right. dirty shit that goes on in Hollywood supersedes and surpasses everything I've ever heard of any, of any industry. Well, here's where stuff got fun for me, and this is where I've gotten leverage o- over the years and with what I see coming down the line, not only from a financial standpoint in the world, but people like yourself. Uh, again, everything's changing right now. We're in two years. The world is going to be flipped upside down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's no way around it. But I left Hollywood, and uh, granted, the circumstances were I, I I went back home to not only help with my best friend who has Down syndrome uh, and his family restaurants, but it was also just good time. And it was I made the relationships. I got to see what this place really is. I'm more of a New York City guy, anyways, and get the hell out of here. So when that happened, I also knew with technology and what's happening digitally, what can I do for myself, own myself, and, and, and try to carve my way that in that aspect? And it worked. So I wrote a TV show based on my life with my best friend who had Down syndrome. And it opened every door in Hollywood that you can imagine from a back-end producer money side that I did not see on the front end as talent. And so I spent the next four years sitting in rooms with Sony, A&E, Amazon, Netflix. I sat down with some of the biggest lawyers, some of the, I mean, names that most people in society have no clue. And you realize, oh, shit, you're the guy that made that movie happen because you made a phone call and you got $100 million. Wow. And I started, to, I started to see how that world really worked. Um, my first option agreement for my TV show was to make it a feature film. They're going to attach Dax uh, Shepard, Chris Kattan, you name it. And the deal was, here you go, kid. Nothing's guaranteed except for this one credit, and here's your check. And no one was ever going to know I ever made it. No one was ever going to know I ever had anything to do with it. So they're just Um, buying you out. They were just going to buy you out. And my lawyer at the time was Sylvester Stallone's lawyer when he made Rocky. And And he didn't sell out. He didn't sell out. And he told me, he said, hey, hey, kid, do you want me to tell him to fuck off or do you want to do it? And that's when I knew I found a good one. Um, I never sold out. I've worked with William Shatner. Uh, I've had eight deals for this thing. And the last one was a good one. And it was going to be a life rights deal. A uh, book was going to be involved. It was going to be an episodic. And COVID took place. Dead in the water. Um, and so here I am. What's funny to me is as I've gotten older, it's been hard. Uh, again, when it comes to your dreams, your passions, to have to take a step back and realize that even though it's not the timing that I want or hasn't played out the way that I want, whatever's coming down the line, because I've stayed true to myself, I've never sold out. Uh, I know my core values, my mission, my why. I know what I am as a human being. I know why I'm here. I know that what my real value is not in flesh and blood. Um, and so because of that, I know that, that at some point that the things that I've started, they will find, uh, they will come to fruition at some point. And my hope and expectation is that they're done my way and they're done ethically and they're done good. 
uh, and well and for the right reasons. And so because of that, I'm now in a place where when this shift takes place in the world, um, there's some people and some names and some happenings that I'm going to be able to, in a negative context, put in my pocket to help show the world why these things happened. Um, and then hopefully go from there in the, in whatever new media is going to look like after all of this collapses. I agree with you. And that's, and that's what I've talked to with a, a few of my friends, you know, and, and I did an interview with Kevin Sorbo as well. And, uh, you know, we talked about that. It looks like, and then Jim Brewer, the comedian, uh, yeah. it looks like Hollywood's going to go a different direction. It's, it's already happening. People are breaking away from that old paradigm and shifting into this new one where that, that bullshit and the tarnish it has on it is not going to be able to survive in this new paradigm. And I think consciousness is there. We're just waiting for the rest of it to catch up. And once the dust settles, I think you're going to be on your way because um, I I see a new door opening for you guys. And there's no choice. It has to happen. People are already onto this. If you go to anybody's, if you go to the social media sites of Tom Hanks, Hillary Clinton, Kim Kardashian, it's pizza slices all the way down their comments. You know yes. what I mean? People are on, people understand this. They can pretend all they want. They can sit there and put out there what they do, and especially with Kanye, with what Kanye is doing. It's done. The cat's out of the back. It's out the of the back. The cat is out of the back. So when, so imagine this, there's me from the South. The people that I've worked with know my beliefs. They know my viewpoints. And a lot of people, uh, I'm an anomaly because I'm not necessarily a staunch Republican conservative. I'm someone who seeks the truth. Like, I know that there's people on sides that are probably hung at the gallows when this is all yeah. said and done. Yeah. The last individual that I really got close with in this business, um, very, very educated, very, very helpful. And they wanted to partner on one of our projects. And then I started to see behind the veil. And when the 2020 elections took place and we both know the, what happened at 3 a.m., I was very vocal about these things just from a standpoint of logic. Let's just look at things logically to hear this person and how terrified they were at the things that I was saying. Um, I started to throw breadcrumbs out there because I really wanted to get a feel because I'd worked with this person for over a year now, vetted in Hollywood. And I threw out one thing about chasing the white rabbit. And that's the last time I ever heard from him. If this tells you, if this tells you anything, this woman just got nominated for an Emmy, and I just saw her take a photo with Kamala Harris last week. Tells me everything I needed to know about the person I was rubbing shoulders with and doing business with. That People have made their choices. There's no going back after this. The line's been drawn in the sand, and you were about to see people, I believe, for the masses, the general public, this is going to be a very, very hard hit to the fucking cheek because it is going to be – People are about to be dome rocked with what they're going to have to address with themselves. It's going to be very difficult because unknowingly people are going to realize I was complicit in this. I believed in this. I encouraged this. I paid for this. And they're going to be mad about it. They're going to be sad about it. This is going to hurt. This is going to take a a, a real hit for people across the world. I agree. And a lot of people that watch these idols or they idolize these celebrities, there's nothing to idolize about these people. These people are sick. Most of them. Yes. And they're going to be going away. A lot of them, when the dust settles, a lot of these people that you watch and you tried to emulate and you looked up to, they're going away for a long time. If not worse, that's how this is. That's how this game is going to play out. 
It's going to get nasty. Um, I'm also very excited about it just because when this all is said and done, it, that one unifying factor is going to be kids. It's going to be the children, whether people want to agree with that or not. And so that like I've had some moments where I've had to make some phone calls to some people that I know are in the Alliance that I know never sold out. Um, and to remind myself, like, I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Have I made all this up in my head? Am I just some delusion? <laughs> Am I delusional? And because again, most people don't want to hear this stuff. Most people don't want any of this to change. They would be, this is the matrix and the matrix is breaking. And like it's breaking in front of our eyes and people right now are having a very hard time with it. Uh, especially in these months, people don't know that September, October, November, whether it's the Julian calendar or the occult calendar, this is peak season for some heavy, heavy manipulation. Uh, and for those out there, whether you want to, whether you believe it or not, like think about it, frequencies, vibration, we are water. We are made of, you know, four minerals and whether we want to recognize it or not this is a heavy heavy time where people are messed with and so for anybody out there that's listening to it i always encourage people go get grounded go get settled go get back into go walk in the trees for a minute 100%. and take a take a deep breath especially with what's coming down the pike i believe the rest of this month is going to be probably upside down welcome to stranger things shit's about to get very very weird yeah, and, and I'm with you on that. In fact, before w w while we were going into October, November, I took a a spiritual sabbatical. Man, I went on a retreat, and I just went into the wilderness with a a, a, a spiritual journey with some friends. And I was like, man, I took I didn't have my phone on me, nothing, and uh, I was gone for about four or five days up at Crestone, Colorado, just trying to prepare for what's coming because what's coming, it's here. We're in we're in it, but it's about to escalate yeah. and get much much worse. And uh, we're going to see things that we never could have believed. Ne this It's all yep. culminating right now. We're here. We're right here. Yep. And we're going to see things that we just read about, heard about, rumors coming true, that we're going to be like, wow, this is it. Here we are. And our, yep. all our worlds are going to be upside down. I commend you, Chris McNelly, for coming on. Um, I'll be putting this. I got to watch it over again and see if I can put it up on YouTube. If not, it goes on Rumble, goes on Nino's Corner TV. But if I'll watch it over again, make sure everything's good. Uh, and then I'll, I'll put it on YouTube, hopefully. So where can people find you, Chris? Man, you can go to Instagram at McNails. I, uh, I've kind of taken a, a step back with some things that have taken place in my life when it comes to the world of entertainment. I, uh, yeah, it's not like I've got a platform that I'm diving deep into. I'm just doing this, um, getting on with people and, uh, posting. I've got some things ready in, waiting in the wings for when the flip is, uh, is switched if that makes sense, but you can just find me M A C N E L L uh, S on Instagram. I post a lot on my stories when it comes to being a truther. Um, Cause that's a place. So where... it's, it's, it's McNell's M A C N E L L S. That's it. McNell's Chris okay. McNally. Um, and so that's where you'll probably find me post the most or share things. Um, other man, than man, that, shadow band like you that. On, a, on, on, on Instagram. Cause they sure did me, man. I got a governor. Oh, on my dude. It's horrible. Anything I put out, I get a sliver of the people. It's it's minute, but the people that see it um, are the people that need to see it right now. That's what I've learned. I'm looking at who is watching what, and I'm realizing like, oh, okay, these are people that have no clue what the hell's going on. Yeah. So good. Let's just keep yeah, let's, let's just let's keep, keep jamming it down their throat. The Pied Piper of the Normies, Chris. Thank you so much, uh, Chris yeah. McNally. Everybody, uh, his IG is McNell's M A C N E L L S. Get over there, give him a follow. Chris, thank you for coming on, man. You're a brave guy.
David, thank you so much. Uh, best of luck to you. Let's chat soon, for real. Let's like, talk I'm, about I'm the preachers. If you want the next video, let's, let's talk it. about the preachers. Uh, let's, let, we're going to have some fun with that. I can't <laughs> wait. Christians are going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I like man. to piss off everybody. Nobody's, nobody's safe with me. <laughs> no, no, nobody. Well, dude, you, do your thing. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm actually talking with Beth, her husband. Um, a lot of things uh, aligning. We should just stay in the loop with the things that I'm doing on the back end that I don't tell people about. We so, will. Let's talk more. Uh, let's keep in touch. Just text me right now. Dude, let's do it. David, thank All you right. so much, brother. You got it, Chris. Have a good Take one. Care.